Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jesus, and I'm joined by my friend and yours, Michelle. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. We are the Musty Collective, creatives on a journey to better storytelling. Thank you for joining us today, even though it's musty in here. Today, we are going to talk about the famous screenwriting book, Save the Cat, the last book on screenwriting you'll ever need. Michelle is reading through the book. I am reading through the book. And we want to share with you a little bit from the book. Mm -hmm. Talk about screenwriting. Talk about story writing. This also works for people who are writing novels, short stories as well. So let's get into it. Let's start the show. If you've ever taken a screenwriting class, there's a good chance that the book Save the Cat was either used as a textbook or referenced or mentioned as a recommended read. So if you get this book, I would recommend being as interactive with the material as possible. So use a story that you're actually attempting to turn into a screenplay and follow along with the steps provided to help craft your story into the best and most marketable version it can be. Yes, that's totally correct. How did you find out about it? It was my freshman year of college. I was in a short story screenwriting class with my professor, Rodney Vance. Very cool. And he kept mentioning this book. He didn't use it as his textbook. He used another book called Connect or something like that. Um, but he kept like really recommending, like, you guys should read this book, too. It's like a really great addition to the books that we're already reading. So... Right. Yeah. And as far as using a real story that you want to write as an example, Mm -hmm. we are going to use... Our story, (laughs) Hubert's Rolling Adventure. Hubert's Rolling Adventure. Based on the mobile game. Which is coming out soon. Yes. Very excited for that. From the Musty Creative. (laughs) (laughs) going over chapter two in Save the Cat and talk about the various types of stories that there are to tell according to the author Blake Snyder. But first, who was Blake Snyder? Blake Snyder was an American screenwriter, consultant, author, and educator based in Los Angeles who, through his Save the Cat trilogy, there's a whole trilogy of these books? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was actually on Amazon looking at the book. And I saw that there are these other books that went along with it. Yeah. I was actually kind of confused. Like, why are there other books? So there's mm-hmm. a trilogy. There's a lot more than just the trilogy, though. But... Well, that's that's wild. Mm-hmm. All right. Through his Save the Cat trilogy of books on screenwriting and story structures, became one of the most popular writing mentors in the film industry. Snyder led international seminars and workshops for writers in various disciplines, as well as consultation sessions for some of Hollywood's largest studios Mm -hmm. so this is 
not really like he's not best known for like certain screenplays he wrote, but he helped to mentor screenwriters who went on to write very good screenplays for successful movies. Yes. Cool. For any film you see today, you might think that it would be impossible to categorize all of them because the stories are so vastly different from each other and the number of categories would be endless. But according to Snyder, every single Hollywood film can be placed into one of ten categories. So why categorize your film? One, it gives you a clear direction um, of where your story is going. So, like, you start with your logline, which is what this book recommends. Chapter one is the logline. Yes. So you start with your one sentence um, about what the film is about, and then you expand upon it um, with a category of, like, one of these ten categories. And and then just a quick aside here. If you're still struggling with what a logline is, just think about, and it's a great example from the book in chapter one, which is think about before there was smartphones and apps and Google to search for like what to watch tonight and before streaming apps and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. People would go like to their friend's apartment or house. They would grab the local newspaper and they would look for the theater showtimes in the paper Mm -hmm. to decide on what they were going to watch. And so a long line would be like you telling your friends, this is what this movie is about. Yeah. What's a classic movie that we all like? Star Wars, A New Hope or Star Wars Episode 4. Okay. The long line is uh, a boy in space (laughs) who's living on a desert planet uh, as a farm boy learns that he has this mysterious legacy of being a Jedi and faces off against the evil empire. I don't know. That's a, <laughs> that, that wasn't very good. Obviously, were you I'm not making a, that up or are you trying to remember it? I was doing both. Okay. But, 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 okay, but that's what a logline is. Also, when you can categorize your film, it becomes more marketable. So a lot of Hollywood repeats itself as you can see there's a lot of reboots and stuff going on lately and so um just having something that's similar but different which is i think one of the chapters titles in the book um is really helpful marketing when you're trying to pitch your story and then it also just helps you to develop your characters because you know what direction they should go into and you have references from other films that helps you to better understand where your character can go so these are the story categories monster in the house golden fleece out of the bottle dude with a problem rites of passage buddy love why done it the fool triumphant institutionalized and superhero okay so we're gonna play a little game i'm gonna read just parts of these categories because it's going to give away the answer, but um, Jesus is going to guess a film that would match this category, and I'll see how many he can categorize. How, how many... Just, I just need to get one movie, right? One movie per 
for each of the ten categories. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So, monster in the house. Monster in the house. And I'm gonna read a little bit to describe it, and then you have to name. Okay. Okay. This genre has a long track record and was probably the first tale man ever told. It has two working parts: a monster, a house. And when you add people into that house, desperate to kill the monster, you've got a movie type so primal that it translates to everyone, everywhere. All right. So, does the new Halloween movie, Freddy Krueger? No, it's not Freddy Krueger. Mike Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Does that count? Yes. Okay. Cool. Ding, ding, I was also gonna say Frankenstein. I know they're not in a house, but. Yeah, that would count too. Okay, cool. So some examples that they gave were Jaws, Tremors, Alien, The Exorcist, Fatal Attraction, and Panic Room. I still need to see Alien, actually. Yeah, you do. We should we should watch that. That would be fun. Okay, the next one is The Golden Fleece. A hero goes on the road in search of one thing and winds up discovering something else himself. Shrek. Hmm. Yeah, that could work. Okay. So I got it right? Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so examples that they gave were Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Yep. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Back to the Future, and most heist movies. Oh, oh okay. The next is Out of the Bottle. Out of the box. The name out of the bottle should evoke the image of a genie who is summoned out of a bottle to grant his master's wish. Well, that's easy. Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> what what other movies are like that? So these are the other um, the other movies that they talk about. Um, liar, liar. Bruce Almighty. Oh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, Love Potion number nine. Never seen that one. Never even heard of that. <laughs> Freaky Friday. Oh, Freaky Friday. Flubber. Yep, Flubber and, makes sense. And um, Blank Check. Blank Check. He wrote Blank Check, I think. He he did? I think that was one of the scripts that got sold that he wrote. I actually like Blank Check. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, I was incorrect. He, actually, he did actually write screenplays. <laughs> Dude with a Problem. Dude with a problem. This genre is defined by the phrase, an ordinary guy finds himself in extraordinary circumstances. Okay. This actually seems a little bit harder. Uh, What's that movie with Ashton Kutcher and the other guy? Dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my car? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Um... Or like any Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> yeah. Except for the the really good one. The well written one. Oh wait, which one? Where it's like it's like a, it's actually a, like a, a novel. Stranger than fiction. Yeah, except for that one. I feel like a lot of his movies are dudes with a problem. Yeah, I think so. Um, the way okay, this book says. Um. This genre ranges in styles and tones. 
Um, but some examples are Breakdown, Die Hard, Titanic, oh, Die and Hard, yeah. Schindler's List. Dude with a problem, Schindler's List. <laughs> That's an interesting way <laughs> to categorize that movie. Yeah. So the next one is Rites of Passage. Remember the time you were awkwardly going through puberty and that cute girl you had a crush on didn't know you were alive? Oh. Remember that birthday party when you turned 40 and your husband came to you and asked for a divorce? Oh, These wow. painful examples of life transition resonate with us because we have all, to a greater or lesser degree, gone through them. And growing pain stories register because they are the most sensitive times in our lives. So that's kind of what a rite of passage story would be about. Okay, that movie, The the Breakfast Club. Uh, Not good enough? Okay. No, because they're just all sitting in a room talking. I don't know if it would count as like back to the future someone going through something october sky how many chances how many more chances do i get oh two more all right two more rites of passage uh greece no uh any national lampoon movie <laughs> there's one i'll give you a hint there's one we saw recently a movie with saoirse ronan Oh, but a movie. Yes. I know what movie you're talking about. She has sex with Timothy Chalamet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I'm trying to remember the actual name of the movie. Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Or 17. Yeah. That's a good one. The Edge of 17. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's a good one. So the examples that they give are 10 ordinary people. We're just ordinary people. (laughs) And Days of Wine and Roses. Those are all movies I've not heard of or ever seen before. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. Okay, this one, it should be easier, I think. Yeah. Buddy Love. Yeah. uh, The classic. Starsky and Hutch. uh, I was going to read. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Go ahead and read. (laughs) It was kind of interesting how he describes it. Um. My theory is that the buddy movie was invented by a screenwriter who realized that his hero had no one to react to. That's a good one. Um, Rush Hour. That's my. That's the one. Rush Hour. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, love Rush Hour. Yeah. What's um, the other ones that are listed? The examples are Dumb and Dumber and Rain Man. Yeah, I mean, I recently. Well, I watched Rain Man for the first time. I yeah. think during the pandemic, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a really that's a that's a really good one. And he also includes like romantic love stories like in this category. Really? Yeah. So like uh what was that one we watched um where they didn't they were friends and then they finally fell in love when Harry met Sally? Yeah, when Harry met Sally, that could be a, a buddy love movie. Yep. There's a, there's a lot of love. Yep. In that in that in that movie. Why done it? We all know that evil lurks in the hearts of men. 
greed happens, murder happens, and unseen evildoers are responsible for it all. But the who is never as interesting as the why. Clue? Does clue count? Clue does count. Yay! I'm getting all of them right. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. So examples they have are Chinatown. Still need to see that one. China Syndrome. Nope, never heard of that one. JFK. Oh yeah. And The Insider. These are like old old movies <laughs> for old people. Yeah. So it's a lot of like investigations, but it's like going behind like the why they did what they did kind of a thing. Right. Okay, so next is The Fool Triumphant. The Fool is an important character in myth and legend and has been forever. On the outside, he's just the village idiot, but further examination reveals him to be the wisest among us. Being such an underdog gives the Fool the advantage of anonymity and also makes everyone underestimate his ability, allowing him or her the chance to ultimately shine. Yeah, I like those kind of stories. And I, I think I watched a lot of those movies when I was a kid. But it makes me think of the Chris Farley movie with the the tiny guy. David Spade. David Spade. <laughs> the tiny guy. <laughs> what's was that movie's name? They were in a couple together, I think. So I don't well, the know. One, Fat the, Man in a Little Coat one, where he was singing that song. The one where they're, they're kind of like half-brothers or something like that. Oh, what's the name? I don't remember the and, name. And like Chris Farley's character is like the the head of the business. Mm-hmm. David Spade's character is trying to get it from him. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just don't remember the name of it. Yeah. I feel like they don't make movies like that anymore. Yeah. That was a very 90s kind of film. And 80s. Yeah. I think that would be correct. Um, other examples are Being There, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. How did I miss that? <laughs> Dave, the jerk, Amadeus, and then it also talks about like Charlie Chaplin films, oh. stuff like that. Um, oh, also um, movies with um, that agent who never got anything right from Britain, from the great, yes. from the UK. Rowan Atkinson was Johnny English. Johnny English movies. Or Mr. Bean, too. Mr. Bean, yes. That's kind of his thing. He does, like, fool stories. Yeah. So the next one is Institutionalized. Where would we be without each other? And when we band together as a group with a common cause... Remember the Titans. We reveal the ups and downs of sacrificing the goals of the few for those of the many. Thus, Saving the, Private Ryan. the genre I call <laughs> Institutionalized... Tell stories about groups, institutions, and families. These stories are special because they both honor the institution and expose the problems of losing one's identity to it. Little Giants. Yes. Sandlot. Your favorite. What's your favorite franchise? <gasps> oh. The Fast and the Furious. Yes. Also known as the Fast Saga. Yes institutionalized you know why because why? of family yep so examples that they give are animal house mash one flew over the cuckoo's nest but mash isn't a movie is it they made a movie and then it was a tv show i don't know what came first oh it was the movie probably came after the show i don't i don't think that should count and then the godfather 
The Godfather. Because they're all the family. Yeah. But it's talking about how you find flaws within the family, and then you, someone like loses their identity to it and stuff. So I guess so. And the last one is superhero. Well, that's a really tough one. <laughs> I know. The superhero genre is the exact opposite of dude with a problem and can be best defined by its opposite definition. An extraordinary person finds himself in an ordinary world. First movie I'm going to mention, Hancock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> of course, Superman, the original Superman movies, uh -huh. obviously. I think those really were the ones that started that genre, I want to say. Yeah, I think in, so. In Hollywood proper. Yeah. So he gives examples of, he says, this isn't just about the obvious tales like Superman and Batman. Hey. But it also includes Dracula, Frankenstein, Gladiator. Oh, And a beautiful mind. Really? Because they're an extraordinary person placed in ordinary circumstances. Oh, a beautiful mind is really good. Mm -hmm. And Gladiator is one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, I heard they're making a sequel. I heard that that's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> from me. <laughs> I heard from me one time that it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so those are the, all the categories. Does, does that make sense? It does. So, now with all the categories listed, Michelle, what is Fat Roll? First hmm. of all, I guess give the log line that we came up with for Fat Roll, and then define its category. Okay, so we actually haven't done this yet. So this is, we're actually doing this as we're talking. Okay, Hubert, a food-addicted cat, finds himself rolling after an ever-flowing saucer of milk in the sky, only to be taken on a detour to hell by a mysterious creature. I have an idea of which category it is, but I would like to hear your, you, you, your thoughts first. So, let's see. Um, hmm. I'm thinking it's dude with a problem? That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I got it right, too. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You, you can read, do, read the description for dude with a problem again. This genre is defined by the phrase, an ordinary guy finds himself in extraordinary circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. I think that matches pretty good. Yep. I was considering maybe the fool triumphant, huh. but yeah. he's not like a he's fool. A, no. No, Hubert's not foolish. No. He just has issues. Yes. So that's just, yeah, that's like an average guy. Right. Dealing with crazy circumstances. Yes. Or an average cat. Yes. Completely agree. Yeah. So we now have our category and our log line. Yay. And now tomorrow we'll have the book finished. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> that's how it works. That's what the book says. Every day is just the next thing. Like... You just automatically get a story? Automatically, out of the sky. Hmm. Well, the next chapter is actually, who is this about? So I think it's going deeper into the protagonist and, like, what 
their character is like. So that'll be fun to read. Definitely. Yeah, so those are the ten categories. Um, also, this book says that if you really haven't been able to categor- categorize, categorize your film into one of these ten, it's not horrible if you create your own category. But oh, it, really? Yeah, but it does definitely help um, you to like really try to match it with something that already exists. Just because most stories r- will fit into this category, so yeah. But besides most stories fitting into this into a certain category, yes. Why is it helpful to match yourself within a category that's already established? I think like don't reinvent the wheel, <laughs> kind of a thing. Like there's a certain pattern that just works for certain types of stories. And so when you pick really good stories that fall into this category, you can get sort of like the pattern or the pacing of a story or like why their characters made certain choices. And then that but that's not saying that your story's going to be on original. It's just the skeleton of your story and you can make it whatever you want it to be and um find out how to make it new and exciting and totally different than these categories. But it's still within a category. So, Exactly. Very cool. So if you actually want more information about this book or to take some amazing and highly regarded courses about writing screenplays or novels, you can visit SaveTheCat.com and explore all of the resources that Blake Snyder developed throughout the years. Yeah, or you can just buy the book. <laughs> this is true. That would be the best thing you could do. <laughs> that is true. Insert ad from Blake Snyder. Yeah, and we wanted to share this with you guys because we know how daunting it can be writing a screenplay from scratch, and this book gives clear instructions, and it takes the guesswork out of the equation, which is really nice, especially for, like, a first-time writer. And it doesn't have to just be for a screenplay, right? It can be for a novel as well. Um, Well, he has specific books for novels, and for like different things so if you want to get like the save the cat for novels it's out there on next week's episode we'll be talking about season two of the chosen i really like that show um so that'll be exciting to go through season two because we went through season one already a while ago Um, But the characters have developed, so it's going to be nice. And if you want to be featured as a guest on our show, you can email us at themustycreative at gmail.com and tell us your story. And a very big thanks to our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the Musty Creative Podcast. If you want to become a financial supporter of our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash mustycreative and help us make this show even better. And that's all the time we have. Remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now it is time to shower up.
gives them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.